Good morning from the Financial Times. Today is Wednesday, March 17th, and this is your FT News Briefing. The EU will propose a COVID certificate to enable travel around the block, and the UK's financial watchdog is hitting a big bank with money laundering charges. Plus, the US looks like it's recovering from the pandemic more quickly than Europe. We'll explain why it matters. If you are a big company and you're thinking about where to build your next factory and you see the U.S. is growing twice as fast as the Eurozone, then more of that investment to trade is going to shift towards the U.S. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. The EU will propose the creation of a COVID-19 certificate today. This digital green certificate would allow vaccinated and unvaccinated citizens to travel to other member states and not be forced to quarantine on arrival. According to a draft seen by the FT, EU citizens would either have to show a negative COVID-19 test, proof of recovery from the virus, or proof of vaccination to get the certificate. EU states that rely on tourism like Greece are really pushing for the move, but France has said that it could discriminate against citizens who are last in line for jabs. There's also been debate over which vaccines should count. One of Britain's biggest banks, NatWest, has been charged with money laundering. The UK's Financial Conduct Authority is bringing criminal proceedings against NatWest. It's the first time any bank has been charged since money laundering regulations went into effect 13 years ago. The FT's financial regulation correspondent, Caroline Binham, has been reporting on this. It's alleged that around £365 million was paid into the NatWest account by the gold dealer Fowler Oldfield in a series of increasingly large cash deposits over a five-year period between 2011 and 2016. Now, we should remind listeners that NatWest is part of the Royal Bank of Scotland, which received a taxpayer-backed bailout. Uh, Caroline, why is it important that the FCA is bringing this case now? It's really significant because the FCA has been talking for a long time about the fact that it had criminal money laundering cases on its books, but we just hadn't seen anything to show for these statements by the FCA. And ultimately, NatWest faces an unlimited fine that can be imposed by the court upon conviction. And yes, it's true that the FCA itself, if it was taking a civil rather than criminal route, could indeed impose its own fine. Um, But the fact is that a criminal prosecution sends a particularly tough message to uh, the financial services sector. And what's more, follow-on consequences flow from a criminal conviction, such as not being able to bid on public tenders, the fact that some of your regulatory licenses might not be renewed, which would be really the nuclear option for the bank, and also whether any kind of follow-on lawsuits might be happening. So so really quite a bit on the line for NatWest. How important is this case for the FCA? Well, it shows that they are taking money laundering seriously. There have been efforts across the board in the UK to try and do something about the tidal wave of dirty money that flows through London. And here is the FCA taking its first steps towards securing a conviction for money laundering. And it's the first one we've seen. And um, the FCA will have chosen for its first case, no doubt, one that has a strong narrative that can be told to a potential jury, one that isn't going to be based on sort of technical systems and controls issues, one that can capture the imagination of a lay person on a jury, and ultimately one that it must 
surely feel quite confident in winning for its first case. Caroline Bidham is the FT's financial regulation correspondent. The Federal Reserve is expected to upgrade its forecasts for the U.S. economy today. Economists expect the Fed to make a significant upgrade to its December prediction that the economy would grow this year by 4.2 percent. Many private economists have already boosted their forecasts on the back of the Biden stimulus plan and a faster vaccine rollout in America. Meanwhile, Europe is having a harder time recovering, which means that there's this kind of economic decoupling going on between the U.S. and the EU. I'm joined by the FT's Frankfurt Bureau Chief, Martin Arnold, to talk more about this. Martin, there's the stimulus package and the vaccine rollout. Is there anything else factoring into this economic decoupling? It's mainly those two things, in particular, the $1.9 trillion uh, stimulus that the U.S. government recently approved and and started mailing out $1,400 checks to most American households. But there, there are other reasons and other factors to take into account must mention that the U.S. economy came into this pandemic with a lot more momentum and a a lot higher growth, faster growth than than the Eurozone anyway. So structurally, there is a better starting place. And I would also add that the restrictions that have been imposed to contain the pandemic are still much stricter here in Europe, whereas in the U.S. they have been lifted to a large degree. And that clearly is is leading to a stronger rebound in the U.S. than you have here in Europe. Is it the $1.9 trillion stimulus? It, It only got approved like a week ago. So is it the expectations behind the stimulus? Is it the stimulus that's already been approved on top of this? Like what? How does that work? Well, a lot of this is expectation. So a lot of this is forecasts. But I would say that even even last year, the uh, US economy shrank 3.5% year on year. And that that's compared to a 6.6% shrinkage in the Eurozone. So the pandemic hit the US economy less hard than it did the European one. And you have now people predicting the $1.9 trillion stimulus uh, that we've seen in the, in the US, and we haven't really seen anything equivalent to that in Europe, is really going to inject fresh momentum and, and real, give a real growth spurt to the US economy, which means that it will recover to pre-pandemic levels at some point this year and possibly even catch up with its pre-pandemic forecast trend growth by next year, whereas the Eurozone isn't expected to get back to where it was before the pandemic until sometime next year, and is who knows when, if ever, it will get back to pre-pandemic trend. But Martin, it's not that the EU didn't have its own stimulus. It, It certainly did. Let's talk about the what the EU have done, and they have done a 750 billion euro recovery fund, which is unprecedented. However, if you're comparing that with the $1.9 trillion program that's just been approved in the US, there are big differences. The EU recovery fund is over five years, and it is yet to start dispersing money and will not do so until everything is approved until the second half of this year. And so this year's contribution to GDP is expected to be about 1% of uh, Eurozone GDP. And that compares with the $1.9 trillion uh, stimulus package in the US, which is getting up for like 8% of GDP this year. And most of it is going to uh, take effect this year. 
somewhere. And why does this decoupling matter so much? Ultimately, what matters to governments is jobs and the amount of wealth that's being created for companies and for workers. And that's ultimately what gets them reelected. So that's what they care most about. And what voters care about, obviously, as well, is having a job and earning more money. Within that, there is competition between countries for investment. There is competition between countries for trade. And if you are a big company and you're thinking about where to build your next factory, or where to invest more money in research and development, or where to base your next big subsidiary, and you see the US is growing twice as fast as as the Eurozone, and the Eurozone is struggling to recover from the pandemic as quickly as the US has, then I think then more of that investment and trade is going to shift towards the US, at least in the the short term. So that's a concern as well, yeah. Martin Arnold is the FT's Frankfurt Bureau Chief. Thank you as always, Martin. You're very welcome. Thank you. Great to talk to you. And before we go, Chevron is being accused of exaggerating its environmental credentials. Last week, Chevron said it would raise its low-carbon spending by $3 billion by 2028. But yesterday, activist groups Earthworks, Global Witness, and Greenpeace filed a complaint with the U.S. Federal Trade Commission, saying Chevron misrepresents itself to the public as being climate-friendly. The activists say their complaint is the first to accuse a fossil fuel company of greenwashing under new rules aimed at stopping companies from making misleading environmental claims in their marketing. The oil group dismissed the FTC complaint as frivolous. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.